Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. In this episode of Wobble, uh, I am joined, uh, it's a Julesy special. Yes, he's flying solo <laughs> once again. Um, I am joined by Deepika Mutilaya, who I met on an appointment in LA and we had a cocktail. As Charming. All th- oh, great. Yes. It all started with a cocktail. Yeah. And instantly I was like, this girl is so inspirational. She basically shot very quickly. Um, she went viral. Her life went viral and she's a woman of colour in America. I always find chatting to her incredibly inspiring and she's so driven and she's she's a typical yes girl who will just say yes and will just go out there and do it and do her best and move on to the next thing. Brilliant. Um, I'm really excited for you to listen to this. So here we go, Deepika. Deepika, I'm so happy we can do this over Skype. Yay! I'm sad it's not happening in person, but I'm so happy this is happening. Because like when I met you, you like very briefly described how your life catapulted from like zero to a million miles an hour from one video on YouTube. Like, can you just like recap me on all of that? Because I need to get my head around what you've actually been through. Oh, Lord, I'm still trying to get my head around it, but in the best way possible. Yeah, so I was working um, on the corporate side of beauty, um, specifically at that time at Birchbox. Essentially, my job there at that time was to be like in brand development. And I was working with beauty brands. I was working on the influencer campaigns. I mean, it was a startup. So it was like an all hands on deck sit show. How old were you then? So I was at that time 25. So I'd been working at Birchbox for three years. This was like essentially my first job out of college. I, I had a brief stint at Victoria's Secret Corporate, but that was in Columbus, Ohio. And your girl needed to be in New York City. <laughs> so I literally left my job when I got the job at Birchbox because it was one of those things that I was like, you know, New York City, too badass. I'm allowed to say badass, right? You can say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> um, too badass female founders. And it was also being in the beauty industry, which was like like my dream since I was a little Indian girl growing up in Sugarland, Texas. And so my dad had dreams for me to be a doctor and I had dreams to like literally be this like beauty mogul in New York City. Um, and so, it, I mean, it, it was going down the right path. My college internship, I interned at L'Oreal and then I didn't get the full-time offer, which ends up being very ironic in my future. But at that moment, I was like devastated and I was like, "What? what's going to be next? Like I'm supposed to go be 
a brand manager at L'Oreal, go to Harvard Business School, make my dad happy, and then go start my own beauty brand for South Asian women. Like that was always like what I thought literally at 16, I had this like vision. And then when that full-time job, I didn't get it, it was like very confusing for me, but I ended up getting a job at Victoria's Secret Corporate, which was a great company, limited brands, like the CEO of it, just an amazing guy. But it was in Columbus, Ohio. And my job was like an analyst. And that for somebody who like dreamt of being in New York was just like felt very much too still. Like our personalities, like I just, I, I was too hungry and eager for something more. Um, in nine months left my job when I got the job at Birchbox because I just wanted to be around this entrepreneurial spirit. And it was just a huge risk, but it was an incredible risk. And one that I like, you know, I always look back and think like, what if, and like, what was the worst case scenario? And for me, the worst case scenario was not trying and wondering what if, like, um, I remember when I started working on the influencer partnerships for Birchbox at this point, I had started doing content for them. So I was like one of their like quote unquote faces, I suppose, like the token Brown girl and all the content, which was really cool. Um, and so, yeah, I became one of their like faces and I started to grow a social following. And to me, it kind of stored, sort of just like validated what I was already thinking, which is there is no one sort of representing in this space for someone who looks like me. And I sort of just like had this moment where I was like, okay, so there's this huge new sort of business model, which was essentially like the new wave of marketing your products, um, being called an influencer. And it was done on this small platform called YouTube. And then there was zero representation for this space for somebody who looked like me. And there's this small country called India with 2 billion people that had need of representation. And I just genuinely always dreamt of being like a beauty editor, like in my wildest dreams, I would be like a beauty editor, but that wasn't a profession in the eyes of like my parents, like they would like just freak. So me being on the corporate side of beauty, at least they could say that their daughter was a businesswoman. And so when I sort of recognized this, I was like, you know what? I need to just like try at the end of the day. It's, it's really just this voice in my head saying like, oh, being a YouTuber isn't a profession, all these things. But I was like, what, again, what's the worst case scenario? Let me just try. I, um, just like got over it and it was sort of my new year's resolution to just start. And so I picked up my iPhone and filmed this video and I just shared a tip that I had been using for a few years now, which was using red lipstick under my eyes to hide dark circles. And where did you learn that tip? So here's, this is what happened. One time I was on set for Birchbox doing like a video shoot and a makeup artist was using this like pigment under my eyes. And I was like, what are you doing using red lipstick under my eyes? And she was like, oh, it's not red lipstick. It's a color corrector. And I was like, wait, what's the difference? And she was like, I mean, essentially not much. They're like pigments, but this is like an actual corrector. And I was like, well, why can't I just use a red lipstick? And so since then I had been using like this Mac red lipstick under my eyes and a little bit around my mouth and wherever I had some discoloration for dark circles. And it was one of those things that I just felt like if I was going to share tips that were true to me, my biggest like makeup concern was hiding dark circles. So it was just like the second video I had released and I put it out there. And I remember being at my desk at, at Birchbox and somebody messaging me saying, holy shit, you're on Buzzfeed. You're going to go viral. And I just like, I don't think I knew what that meant. Like at that moment, I don't think I recognized what the power of Buzzfeed picking you up could do to your life <laughs> because it was like Vogue India, Cosmo UK, Daily Mail, Refinery29, like boom, boom, boom. Like it just all the, the, my wildest dreams I would have never imagined. And 
the video all of a sudden went from 10,000 views to 100,000 views to a million views to 4 million views. And now it has 10 million views. Um, and when it hit 4 million views, I got an email from the Today Show to come on to do a beauty segment. I mean, at that point, I presume like you had no agent, no representation. You were still working at Birchbox. Yes, I was literally like in the middle of like doing a brand brief for like Neutrogena or something. And like this email comes in and literally my heart sinks to my stomach, like completely sinks. And I have this moment of like, oh, my God, I'm going to be like the Indian Hoda. The CEOs of Birchbox um, had become great friends and mentors of mine and they were so supportive of like how to help me in my next steps in my career. And so when this video came, I just had this like gut moment, Jules. I can't like even explain it except for like, I have to quit and like go for this full time. Like I'm going to just do this full time. And so literally that day that I got the email, like 6 p.m. that day, I I pulled my CEO aside and I said, I'm putting my two weeks notice in and I'm just going to go for this like new career of being like an on-air beauty expert slash influencer. Did you have any money saved? No, I was living off of New York City beauty brand company money. I had no money saved. I literally thought about it as I wasn't even going to tell my parents because I know Indian parents and they would freak and they also would just feel like they would have to give me money and I didn't want to take money from my parents. I had this like moment of I'm about to get, it was like in February or March or no, it was February. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm about to get like some tax money. (laughs) Some tax returns will come through and I'll figure it out. I just did it. And by the way, like I hadn't even gone on air at this point. So like everyone around me was like Deepika, like everyone that worked in PR was like, that's not how it works. You don't just like go on the Today Show once and become a regular. Like that's just not how this space works. And I just, I don't know, I didn't listen. And one thing that happened was when I quit the job, I just had this moment of like, I need to go see my parents for a weekend. Like I needed to go see them before everything went crazy. And I flew home and my dad, we were sitting there watching like Indian TV channels and he's like, come into the study room. So I go into the study room and I already know he must've heard through the grapevine. Like I told my cousin who told his dad, who's my dad's brother and the Indian grapevine is super real. And he found out that I quit my job. So my first thoughts are, he's like shipping me off to India. I'm getting an arranged marriage. My life is over. Um, Instead of that happening, he handed me a check and he said, don't think of this as me giving money to my daughter, but think of this as me investing in someone I believe in. And I fucking lost it. Like I started crying my eyes out and I had this moment where I was like, I didn't need his money. I needed his support and like mental validation to know that like I had his support because I was terrified of that more than anything. Like the idea of going on the Today Show, the idea of like, how am I going to make money was like so secondary to the fact of like, am I going to disappoint my dad? Knowing that like my dad came to America with like nothing to give me everything was like this mindset of like not disappointing him. I cried and I was like so, so dramatic and I tore the check up and I was like, I don't need your money. I just need your support and he since then has literally been my number one supporter and fan like I will come home and I I catch him watching my YouTube videos it's so cute um so then when I went into the today show segment my sister was my model and my dad was there with me we were backstage sitting next to like Kid Rock it was like hilarious um and the segment I can't even describe to you is like one of those things like 
you know that Eminem song, like you get one shot, one opportunity. Like I felt like I was like reciting that in my head. I mean, I can't tell you. I just felt like I was like made for it. I was so comfortable. I wasn't nervous. I just felt like I had this opportunity to do something that like, I felt like I was doing it for like all brown girls. Like it was just that moment. Um, and after I did the segment, I was like on a high, it was like three minutes. You know how this goes. It's like, it goes boom, boom, boom. And you're done. But then this lady walks in and she's like, you should do it again. And she introduced herself and she's like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm a senior producer here at the today show. We cannot believe you've never done live television, let alone national live television. Um, we would love to have you back as a regular. And literally that one segment turned into a regular monthly spot doing beauty segments on the today show. And You know, what that really meant to me was I think that leaving my job to go be an influencer and a YouTuber didn't feel from a South Asian parent perspective valid enough as a profession. But there was something about the Today Show validating you and being able to see their daughter on TV every month that made me feel like I was doing something that was something they approved of, if that makes sense. I don't know. That's just like my mind and head. That's where it was at that time. Literally since then to now, I've been doing the on-air TV thing and hosting and then building myself as an influencer um, and doing a lot of beauty brand campaigns um, and just doing the damn thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you uh, spoke about um, being on television and the validation, I mean, I, it's something I really relate to. Being, imagine going to university and training and getting a degree and then becoming a spray tanner. Like, my parents did not understand that at all. But I think there's something about our generation that our parents maybe necessarily, they don't understand jobs that didn't exist when they were younger. But when they see something that they understand, like you being on television, then they understand that it's a potential career. I feel like your dad has been a really influential um, figure in your career building. I feel like he validates quite a lot of your movements. My dad is the youngest of seven brothers, and all of his brothers besides him are doctors, and he is a lab tech. So, like, I literally think back to these, like, nights he would come in 
at five in the morning and then go back to work at noon and just work these like lab tech shifts that just, just so he could get somewhere close to being able to provide for our family. And I just never knew that until now. And so I think I have this like crazy sort of guilt in me slash just like, I don't know, motivation in me to like give him that BMW one day. I don't know. It's weird and silly, but it's part of how I kind of go every single day feeling this like driving force. So when you had the validation and when it like when it almost started to take off, what kind of campaigns did you end up doing? My very first one was with CoverGirl and Bustle. And oh my God, I die. I mean, I probably shouldn't have said the brand names, but like I die because they like called and they were like, so what's your day rate? And I was like, I had no clue what to say. I literally just threw out a number that I was like, this will cover my rent. And like it stuck. And she was like, oh yeah, totally fine. And I was like, damn it. (laughs) But that's literally how I learned. I literally learned through trial and error of like, wow, okay. So like I can go here, I can do this. I can maybe charge a little more and see what happens. And then I eventually created like a fake assistant at email where I like was my faux assistant, but I was me responding just to make myself look like a little cooler. That first CoverGirl experience was so funny because they just were like, okay, so like go. And I was like, what do you mean go? Like at Birchbox, all I did was stand there and smile and take photos. And they wanted me to like slay and smize and spin and twirl. And I just like didn't know what any of that meant. And it was again, just through trial and error of like fake it till you make it. And that first cover girl thing turned into being an ambassador for L'Oreal, which was just so ironic to me considering I didn't get that full-time job. And this year I was in a L'Oreal commercial. It's crazy to me because I think I think back to like little deeps who like looked at a magazine and saw like a L'Oreal ad and was like, because I'm worth it. And I didn't feel worth it because there was nobody who looked like me. And if they did look like me, cause you know how South Asian women, when they're in the media, they're super fair skin, like Bollywood actresses, and they don't ever show the whole spectrum of shades. And so I think that to me was the coolest part. Like there, these massive beauty brands that have a ma- major, major influence in the industry showcasing like a South Asian, South Indian even woman is like, I think really cool for girls growing up today. So this year to be able to say that I was like in a Samsung commercial and a L'Oreal commercial, one of them airing during like the Oscars, like, I guess I kind of just feel like everything I've wanted from the influencer side, I've kind of accomplished. On one side, in all honesty, it's like amazing that you are that person to be the first person to champion your skin tone across America. But on the on the, on the flip, it's like, it shouldn't have been you. It should have been someone 40 years ago. Um, do you feel a sense of responsibility for being that person, that first one? I, I do. I mean, every day it's, it's, it's actually shaped and changed the way that I create my content because I now more than ever recognize the kind of voice that I have and the ability that I have to make it bigger than myself in the sense that like, I want others because now there are other South Asian creators out there, not just South Asian, but other people who are just like owning that sort of aspect of themselves. And I really want them to recognize that they also have the power to have that voice and it's okay to do it. And I think when one person does it, it creates like a ripple effect that like more people feel comfortable doing it. So let's, I mean, I feel like this is a really nice segue into um, Live Tinted. Talk to me about how you came up with Live Tinted, what Live Tinted is and where you see it going. Oh man, it, Live Tinted is my baby. And the reason that I, <laughs> we were just talking about how I have not gone on a date in a very long time, but that's okay. Cause I'm building something that I'm so passionate about. And when doing this influencer thing and getting these emails from girls saying that 
I've inspired them to go for their dreams or like a lot of times, like even with that red lipstick video, girls would be like, wait, I tried this tip on myself and it didn't work. And I was like, that's because you're like eight shades lighter than me. And just because we're both South Asian doesn't mean we can use the same products. And just like recognizing that there's like a whole spectrum of women that still need representation and that there was no centralized hub to sort of create this like space where people that were essentially underrepresented could feel like they were finally represented is sort of like the driving force of why Tinted, I felt like needed to exist on a community standpoint. So what Tinted is, is a digital community where we're essentially creating the representation and beauty that hasn't existed before. The way that we actually ended up launching this page was that I had major plans to like create and build out this like massive page where I showcased an array of women of all different tints and hues and shades. But the problem was that I couldn't find it. I was searching the internet, like all over Instagram, and it blew my mind. I mean, we we both know that these, these women exist. Obviously, they're friends of yours and mine. And there was an images out there in a very like, you know, because artistic way, like there weren't models being put out there. There weren't even like real girls creating like artistic photos of themselves in that capacity. And that just like blew my mind. And so instead of focusing on creating this like beautiful grid before I launched the page, I just put on my Instagram, guys, I'm working on a new project. I'd love your help finding people, um, a, a darker skinned South Asian women with deeper melanin. I just started getting tagged in so many posts and I was like, okay, wait, I need to find a way to like aggregate all these posts. So instead of like waiting to launch it, I just put, can you put it under hashtag live tinted? So then I started to look under hashtag live tinted and I had hundreds of women tagged that had these like beautiful skin tones. And I was like blown away. And it was like the first sign to me that was like, oh my God, like this page needed to have existed. Like you said, like years and years ago. And we launched Tinted for under this idea of for all the shades in between and really wanting to focus on everything between white and black, kind of feeling like there was this like miss in representation for these mid-toned women. It's just so crazy to see the connection that people have had beyond just being mid-toned. People like we're, we're, our conversations we're having on this page go beyond skin deep. It's cross-cultural conversations more than like identity and we're discussing topics like facial hair and hyperpigmentation and like things that people across all different cultures experience. And I didn't even fully realize the kind of voice that we had until a Latina woman chimed in and was like, I relate to this, but is this page for me? And um, a Native American girl chiming in and saying like, I don't feel like my culture is represented. And then I was like, wow, like this isn't just about mid-tone. This is about a conversation. And that's why since then it's shifted from being about mid-tone women to being about for anyone who feels underrepresented, we wanted to create a home for you. And I just love that it all sort of organically happened. And so when we thought about how we wanted to build out this community, instead of focusing on building out this like massive site, I wanted every single Instagram post on this page to be treated as a blog post. Let's write really compelling content and a really deep story and have everyone engage sort of on that page directly. And the amount of response and engagement I've gotten is just like, it like warms my heart. It's amazing. I think the coolest thing that I've gotten personally, someone reach out to was, God, this girl, deep skin South Asian woman that we posted originally, like since then, that girl has become a friend of mine and told us her tintimonial and what she wrote in that tintimonial on our page is talking about growing up and feeling like she just wanted to crawl into a hole and not be exposed by people. And, you know, I'm going to pull it up and read it to you because I think it's just so powerful. 
this is just one example of a quote unquote antimonial we've had. I was seen as the darkest person I've ever known or seen. Everyone told my parents that I wanted that I would be a burden on them because no one wanted to love me or marry me. Strangers on the street would ridicule me every day and tell people I shouldn't show my ugly face in public. Luckily, in university, life threw me some really solid friends my way who pulled me out of my suicidal depression and started to become myself more. Now I don't care about the world's definition and standards of beauty. I've created my own. To me, beauty is kindness. It's compassion and creativity and empathy. And everyone who embodies these values touches my heart. That's the kind of real stories that we're getting from women across all different tints and hues and shades that are just like changing the way I'm even seeing beauty standards. And I think it's opening up my eyes to things beyond just South Asian beauty. And, you know, I didn't feel comfortable talking to other ethnicities, beauty concerns, because that's not something that I feel like I authentically can speak to. But by building Tinted and a community page, we're letting them tell their own stories, which is just, I don't know, it's just so incredible to read. What does beauty mean to you? Okay, so that conversation to me is like so, so heavy because that's exactly what happened to me at 16 years old. I walked into drugstores and never saw my shade and it made me want to avoid the sun. It made me dye my hair blonde. I got blue contacts and I literally changed everything about myself physically and mentally to fit into a standard of beauty that wasn't who I was. So to me, at this point in my life, beauty is all about, I sort of just, isn't it funny that I've never actually answered that specific question, but I've asked a million people that question. Beauty to me, it's it's about self-identity, like owning who you are in your own skin. Because that isn't what I was when I was growing up. And now that's all I want to do. And I'm proud of it. Another thing is like my culture was something I wasn't proud of. Like I hid, I I almost had two different worlds and identities. It was like the girl I was at school growing up in Texas and then who I was at home with my family. I never brought my friends over. I was embarrassed that that my house smelled like curry. (laughs) Like literally my mom was somebody who I hid from my friends. And now my mom is like my more famous than me on my YouTube channel. (laughs) Like (laughs) she is just this incredible woman. And I just hope by like me showcasing my culture and showing that to people, they can also recognize that there's nothing to be embarrassed about. And the most beautiful thing you can be is be yourself. And I wish I recognized that as at an earlier age. Amen. Amen. And also for the record, curry smells amazing. Um, it's my favorite thing and I crave it every single day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know how you stay motivated. I think the biggest thing to me goes back to what we said earlier about my dad. I get messages from him randomly every day saying like, Pandu, do you need anything? Pandu is what they call me, by the way. It means fruit. And it's just like I'm their little apple. So my dad calls me, even though I'm 29 years old, I'm still his little pundu. Um, but he'll message me randomly here and there. And it's almost like, man, parents just know it's like when I need it the most, I'll get a random text from my dad that just says like, I love you. I'm with you. Tell me if you need me to come there, I'll be there. And it's always in the moments where I'm like pulling an all nighter, going crazy, just trying to like, you know, when you care about something so much, as I know, you know, like you, you can't sleep at night because you're just thinking about how you can make it better and build it bigger and make it impact more lives. And I just think that sometimes you forget that you have to take care of yourself in the process. Um, and just having that sort of motivation of my dad, knowing that he's like my biggest supporter is like 
my biggest driving force. And then I would say the second part of that driving force is the messages I get from girls every day. I mean, I feel very blessed that the entrepreneurial journey is like so lonely. And sometimes, especially for somebody who's as extroverted as me, like I went from working in an office with my best friends, dating somebody, having a roommate to living by myself, working by myself and being single all at once when I quit my job at Birchbox. And that is enough to make someone like me who's extrovert go into a depression because I was, I became an introvert. I was like just day by day being my own self-motivation, just trying to say like, okay, another thing will come, just keep going. But like you're in your own thoughts all day. Um, and so I'm very fortunate that I have this emailing me, DMing me saying like, thank you. And I always get messages that say, keep going. And I don't think they, even when they say it, recognize how much that means to me because keep going to me is them saying like, they almost know that this is a difficult journey and they're not, they're not sitting there saying like, we recognize that it's just the glitz and glam that you sometimes only see on, on Instagram. They recognize that as a South Asian woman, putting yourself out, out there in the media and building a name for yourself is not easy. And I think between those two things, that's that's my motivation. We always ask um, every guest on Wobble, what makes you wobble? Yeah, I think what makes me wobble has completely shifted from a year ago to three years ago to now. But right now, what makes me wobble <laughs> is the insecurity of feeling like whether this community feels like I'm doing enough for them. I like wake up every day thinking, are they feeling like I'm working hard enough? And I'm not even kidding. And I've gained like a lot of weight since I've started this tinted journey and just not taking care of myself at all. I think the old me who's always gone through body issues my whole life would have probably gone to extremes and maybe starved myself, like gone through crazy crash diets. But at this point in my life, instead of being like hard on myself, I'm kind of going through this motion of give yourself a little bit of credit. You're building something that's bigger than yourself. And that sometimes means not giving enough to yourself. But what what keeps me up at night is this idea of people feeling like, what is her intent? What is her purpose? Is she doing enough for us? And that freaks me out. And it's, I don't know if that's a deeper rooted insecurity in myself, but I have to deal with it because it scares me. You always just have to think why you're doing it. You're not doing it for validation. You're doing it to help um, women of color. Yeah. And and that is what I have to keep reminding myself, but it's, it's this constant like battle and voice in my head. Deepika, you've been an absolutely amazing guest on Wobble. We're so lucky to have had you on. I love you. Can you just move to LA? (laughs) I need your energy in my life every day. I'm looking into getting myself cloned. I think she's incredible. She's so young. She's so young and she's done that wonderful thing that we've talked about a lot on this series of Wobble actually, which is to not wait. She didn't wait until she had all the right equipment to do YouTube. She didn't wait until she had tens of thousands of followers. She did one video for her own benefit because she wanted to that went viral. And that's something that I really enjoyed about that story because I think, you know, it's very easy to go, well, what's the strategy here? How am I going to go viral? How am I going to get all these millions of hits and millions of views and make it and be able to quit my job? And actually, what's lovely is she just wanted to do it. So she made a video just about that that dark circle video. It's incredible. And she didn't know where it was going either. And I think what was really interesting is how openly she talks about um, being from an Indian family. Yes. And also the relationship with her dad and with parents. And it is known that, you know, Indian parents can push and push. And like, it's lovely that he was very accepting and allowed her to go on this route. Yeah. How she's now creating this community and how she is really 
flipping the way that the beauty industry is seeing um, those skin shades. Yes. And it was a bit like me with Isle of Paradise. Like, if, if I'm not going to do it, well, who else is going to do it? Yeah. And people, I think, forget that if you have that idea and that's your thing, you have to realise that not everyone's going to have that idea or have that place. And that's what Deepika's done. Yeah. She's just literally owning it. But also, do it your way. Mm. You know, it's a bit like um, on the ladies' coach last week, um, Crystal was talking about there's a million people who do what she does. There's thousands of coaches. There's thousands of beauty bloggers. But if you can find your thing and be authentic with it and just go for it, one, you'll enjoy it a lot more because yeah. you won't be trying to do something that somebody else is doing. But also, you will, you'll have more success because you'll find your voice. I, I love this episode and I know that I'll listen to it back a fair few times. Um, we absolutely love you for listening to Wobble. Thank you. I mean, we love doing it. So we thanks for Wobble. being here and letting <laughs> us do it. Um, you can like, you can subscribe. That really, really helps us out. Jules likes five stars. I do like lovely five comments. Stars and things like that um, and we will see you very soon for another episode of Wobble. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.